Okay, family, are we good? Are we live? Are we rocking and rolling? Praise Jesus. So you guys ready for some word? Today I'm bringing you, um, it's a very mature word. The Bible talks about the milk of the word and then it talks about the meat of the word. So today uh, I'm going to be delving into a subject that's critically important. Really, it's so important. But a lot of it is the meat of the word. Amen? So before we start, let's just pray. Can we do that? Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to minister to your children. A wonderful opportunity, but a massive responsibility. And I surrender totally to you, Holy Spirit. Get all the glory for everything accomplished. I know where I was when I found you. I was nothing and I know without you. I can do nothing, but with you there's nothing I cannot do. So I trust in you, Holy Spirit that you will speak through me, according to Matthew 10, verse 20, in power and authority, that your word will become alive to your children, and I bind anything in me, spirit of pride, self-promotion, self-agenda, anything that will steal your glory, Lord, I bind in Jesus' name. I become less, become more, in the name of Jesus. Now say this after me. Say, I declare that my heart is receptive And my spiritual ears are open to receive only that which you, Holy Spirit, are saying to me today. So family, this subject, um, the title of the subject is Dreams, Gateway to, or Doorway to uh, Blessings or Curses. Now, this subject is something that many of us just really just take for granted. You know, we all have dreams, right? Or we all used to dream at some point in time. And sometimes those dreams are uplifting, and sometimes those dreams are just weird and confusing. Sometimes those dreams are, uh, are just scary. Amen? Sometimes those dreams, we just sense in our heart that these dreams mean something. You know, we just kind of brush it off, and, and I don't know about you, but many times I've just said, oh, you know, they're only dreams. You know, they're, they're dreams. They can't really affect us, right? Amen? If you guys said that, you've had weird dreams, and maybe sometimes they're disturbing dreams, and said, oh, you know what, they're just dreams. Have you guys said that before? It's just me? You, you, wonderful. Ah, oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, family, what if I tell you today, what if I tell you that your dreams have a massive and a significant influence and impact on your life. Your dreams are a powerful, supernatural, and spiritual gateway that God has established to speak to you, to even bring blessings to you, to do many things. But this gateway is used by the devil and his demons to bring curses and destruction in our life. Are you all still there? Do I have your attention? Amen. Everybody's listening now. So family, our dreams come from various sources. Our dreams can emanate from our natural consciousness And those dreams are affected by our emotions and our circumstances and things that are happening in our life. Amen? Our dreams can also come from and be influenced from the demonic realm. I mean, how many of you can say that you've had dreams that were demonic? Just plain right, demonic. Amen? Amen. And then God uses dreams, what it was initially designed for, as direct communication to speak to our spirit, the real you. Amen? You are a spirit, primarily. And God is a spirit. 
So he speaks to us directly to our spirit because he is a spirit. And we see that in John 4 verse 24 in the New Living Translation, the NLT. For God is a spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, you are spirit beings. Amen? When you die, this earth suit that you wear in order for you to function on this earth will be stripped off, will decay, and your spirit and your soul will go, hopefully, to heaven. Amen? I thought I'd have a much bigger amen there. Amen. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 22 in the New Living Translation or the NLT. Stay away from every kind of evil. I think we can just close the service right there because that's really good advice. Amen. I mean, that's, that's a message on its own. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now, may the God of peace Make you holy in every way, completely. Make you holy in every way. What way is that? Your whole spirit and soul and body. Don't worry, it's fine. You guys can just relax. It's a family church. We love the babies. Amen. So we can all just have fun and enjoy ourselves. Don't stress, guys. And be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So family... God's primary method of communication, his preferred method of communication, but unfortunately most of us don't understand it or perceive it, is in the dream realm. Now when we don't understand it or perceive it and receive it by faith, that voice of God becomes quiet. Amen? That voice, that, that spiritual channel of communication will become redundant. I mean, it, if, if God's speaking to you all the time and you're not listening, how many of you know that he's just not going to waste his breath? Amen? Just putting it plainly. Job 33 verse 44, uh, 14 in the NLT, New Living Translation. God speaks again and again, though people don't recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions in the nights when sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave, which is hell, and from crossing over the river of death. Protects us from death. There's so many aspects of the dream realm where God really needs to be speaking to us to help us in these areas. Amen? It's very, very difficult to hear from God in our natural perspective because God is spirit. And we are, although we are spirit beings, we are primarily dominated by our flesh and our senses. Amen? The body part is our senses. Touch, feel, smell, see, hear. Amen? The Bible says, uh, we, we say but we believe it when we see it, but the Bible says you've got to believe it before you see it. Amen? So there's a, there's a massive contradiction when it comes to our spirit and our, uh, uh, our body part and our soul, which is our emotional part. So God speaks directly to our spirit because it bypasses all of your reasoning or your senses. Amen? Because our senses will tell us, you know what, I'm still sick, but the word of God will be a promise to tell you that you're healed. Amen? And, and so there's a, there's a contradiction. So what God does, he bypasses all of that. He goes directly to the real you, the spirit man, and he communicates directly with you so that it can bypass your reasoning because very often we reason ourselves out of faith. Amen? So now, everything we receive from God, listen to me, is birthed from the invisible 
spirit realm. What I mean is when we pray by faith, it's not like a genie rubs a, a um, thank you, a lamp, and you have this amazing magical manifestation. No. When we pray by faith and receive answered prayers, which is the manifestations of the prayers or the evidence of our prayers answered, that came from somewhere. Amen? Nothing does not create something. There is an invisible spiritual substance that brings forth evident natural substance. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the King James Version KJV. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Say this. Say, nothing did not create something. Amen? Now, the spiritual realm, although it is invisible to us, it has substance to it. It doesn't mean because we can't see it that it's not there. There is incredible power in the invisible spiritual realm. It's like electricity. Amen? You can't see electricity, right? You cannot see electricity, but it has massive potential for good and destruction. But it functions according to laws. Right? You're with me. Hebrews 11 verse 3 in the English Standard Version, the ESV. By faith, substance, we understand that the universe was created. Do you get that? By the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So there is invisible things creating the visible. You see that? So what we see was not made out of the things we can see. So there are things that we cannot see. You with me? Now, as I've mentioned, our dreams can be birthed from a subconscious expression, our emotional states, birthed from our environment, or they can be deeply spiritual. And from the spiritual perspective, it wields immense capability to be used by God and through our ignorance, by the devil. When God created this natural world, bear with me, guys, he established certain rules and laws that governs the natural world. And he created rules and laws to govern the spiritual realm. The natural realm cannot influence the spiritual realm, nor can the spiritual realm influence the natural realm unless these laws are followed. And God, who instituted these laws, will not break them. Amen? God is sovereign, but He's a righteous judge. That's what the Word says. He has established laws and rules, and he himself will not break those rules. A natural judge has to abide by the law that he is enforcing. Amen? If he doesn't abide by the law, is he righteous? No. So some of these spiritual laws are embedded in our dream realm. When we are dreaming and certain things happen in the dream realm, they are happening in or to your spirit in the spiritual realm. If our spirit agrees, if we're ignorant about things, if we do not oppose certain things, my people perish through lack of knowledge. If we agree with certain dreams and things that are happening, there is agreement and the supernatural 
can cross over into the natural and it can influence the natural realm. I'll prove it to you from scriptures. Just hang with me, family. The dream realm is a bridge. It is a bridge between the spiritual realm and the natural realm. And it can be used and is used for the spirit realm to influence the natural realm. Okay. Now, without... Okay, let me, I want to build a solid foundation. I want to prove everything to you by Scripture. So in order to, to do this, I'm going to, or we are going to look at the most important event in the history of mankind. And that is the birth of Jesus Christ. We're going to look at the events leading up to the birth of Jesus and the events following the birth of Jesus. And we are going to get a revelation because I'm, I'm, this message is building a foundation for where we are going in the following messages. So now, for Jesus Christ, who is in the, in the spiritual realm, to access the natural realm, he had to follow the spiritual and natural laws. Amen. To cross the divide, there were spiritual laws that had to be followed. These spiritual laws are extremely important. They protect us. If these spiritual laws were not in place, the devil and his de demons could just take us out, could just kill us, amen? But they cannot do it unless we give them the permission. How do we give them the permission? Through sin, rejecting God, dreams. So... For Jesus Christ to be born into mankind, they, God first had to come into agreement with man. He could not enforce his will on mankind. So God had to establish what is called a covenant with mankind. And he established a covenant with the father of our faith and the genealogy, the lineage of Christ started at one man called Abram, who was later called Abraham. So I'm going to refer to him as Abraham. Okay. So God approached Abraham and said to Abraham, I want to establish a covenant with you. And through your family line, Jesus Christ will get born. Amen. And so God had to establish not just any agreement, not just a, a, a normal agreement. It's, it's a blood covenant. It's a covenant sealed by blood. Amen. And you can read of the family lineage of Christ. We're not going to go over it, but you can read about it in Matthew 1 verse 2 and Luke 3 verse 23. So in part of this covenant and leading up to this covenant, God made certain covenant promises to Abraham and the core of the promises is in Genesis 12 verse 2 in the ESV. He says this. He says, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Can you see that this is a generational blessing that started at Abraham? It filtered right through the generations, through uh, David, through Solomon, and eventually through Christ. Amen. The man Christ is from the seed, the natural seed of Abraham, but the divine seed of God. Amen? So you can see that this is a generational blessing. Do you see that? I want you to get a, a, a revelation. This is generational, right? Okay. Later, God speaks to Abraham again and confirms his promise. 
And Abraham responds to God in Genesis 15 verse 8 in the New Living Translation, the NLT, and he says this. He says, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? How can I be sure that I will actually possess that which is promised in the spiritual realm into this natural realm? How can I be sure of the, 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 uh, the bridge? Amen? Are you with me? How can I be sure? What can you, we do to make sure that I will uh, possess it, this generational promise? Genesis 15 verse 9 in the NLT, the New Living Translation. The Lord said to him, Abraham, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham presented all of these to God and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and he laid the half side by side. So what is that? Blood sacrifice. Amen. It's blood that sealed the supernatural transaction. Amen. That enforced the covenant. It's like a marriage covenant. God actually designed the marriage covenant to be sealed in blood on the marriage night with a virgin and a husband. Amen. Blood covenant. It's deep stuff. It's powerful stuff. We're just going to skim over the surface. But I want you to get a revelation of this. So he done a blood sacrifice in order to do the spiritual transaction and seal this covenant. Now, as children of God, we no longer need to do blood sacrifices to access the blessings of God, the generational blessings of God. Amen? Because Jesus Christ became the last sacrifice, the one and only sacrifice, and the original agreement with the blood of animals was then uh, replaced with the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus took the cup. This is the blood of of the new covenant. Amen? You with me? Hebrews 10 verse 12. New Living Translation, the NLT. But our high priest, Jesus Christ, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins. Good for all time. That word sins includes everything of the consequences of sins. Amen? So we do not have to do access, uh, uh, sacrifices to access the spiritual realm. When we're born again, we are born again in Christ, in the family of God, and those blessings from Abraham through all the nations becomes ours as heirs of Christ. Amen? Generational blessing. Now this blood sacrifice, is this still practiced today? Still practiced today. This blood sacrifice is still being used and has been used to access the spiritual and the demonic realm to make transactions. We see frequently when we are doing, when we're praying for people, doing deliverances uh, over people, where there are generational curses on people. Just like Abraham accessed the generational blessings through the blood sacrifice, the Demonic realm is still using that today. We pray for people regularly where there are generational curses going back 20 generations back. Some people have multiple uh, blood sacrifice curses. We'll have one that's 20 generations, another one that's five generations, where people in the family lineage Seeking power, seeking money, seeking wealth, whatever the case might be, they perform a blood sacrifice and that entire generation of people has demons through curses in them. Amen? So we have the promises of God to Abraham. We have the blood sacrifice. Now we're going to follow it and the conclusion where God is kind of bringing it all together in Genesis 15 verse 12 in the NLT or the New Living Translation. 
As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came over him. So when Abram, God purposely put Abram to sleep, he purposefully caused him to sleep. Why would he do this? What? He, he was purposely put Abram to sleep so that in his dream state, God could work with his spirit. And in that dream state, God revealed the whole plan of mankind right up to Jesus Christ. Jesus even said, Abram saw this day. Amen. And then we conclude it in Genesis 15 verse 18 in the ESV, English Standard Version. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. Where? In his dream state. While he was dreaming, God chose the dream state to establish one of the most important covenants with mankind, the lineage and the birth of Jesus Christ. Say this. So spiritual covenants or agreements can be established in our dreams, either with God or with the devil. So we fast forward now to the account of Mary. So God starts his, his, his plan, and, and there's many times that God appeared to, to, to the lineage in dreams. Many. You follow all the way through. Jacob, Solomon, all of them in dreams. But now we, we fast forwarding because we're talking about the birth of Christ. We get to the accounts of Mary. We have the accounts of Mary where an angel appears to Mary. We all know that account. This angel appears to Mary and speaks to Mary and says, Mary, you are going to have a child. And she says, well, how can I have a child because I'm still a virgin? The angel says, yes, but the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will become pregnant with Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And they have this whole conversation. And finally, it gets to the point where Mary agrees. She agrees and says, yes, so be it, I agree. I agree to allow my body to give birth to Jesus Christ. Amen. What if she had said no? Would the Holy Spirit have forced himself on her? Absolutely not. It would be like rape, right? So there had to be permission for the spirit realm to manifest one of the most important events in history in the natural realm. Do you get that? So we look in the concluding scripture, Luke 1 verse 39 in the KJV, the King James Version. Now, I want to show you something here. So this scripture says, And Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste. Right? This scripture and many other scriptures, I believe, has been mistranslated. I'll tell you why. We see in the scripture, it says, and Mary arose. Mary woke up. So what was she doing? Sleeping. Mary arose... And we'll skip the middle part and went to the hill country with haste. Why? Because the angel told her that her um, relative named Elizabeth was also supernaturally pregnant with a baby, although she could not. She was barren, right? So now, can you imagine you have this incredible encounter with an angel who tells you you're going to give birth to the Son of God? Your relative, uh, Elizabeth, has also got a supernatural miracle, is going to have a baby. You're going to wake up and you're going to get there as quick as possible. Amen. Who else are you going to speak to? Uh, who else are you going to talk to? You want to tell someone. The only other person you can speak to is the other person who is having a supernatural baby. Amen. So when I looked at this, because many people think that the angel spoke to her 
in her uh, when she was awake. Because that, that, that part there with those days, it what messes up a lot of translations. Because other translations says uh, Mary arose and in a, in a couple days and, and in a few days, you know, and it kind of ta- you lose the, the, the concept of the scripture. So that word days in the original Greek is not plural. It refers to one day, 24 hours. So we changed that days to day. But now the reason it became days is because the word those is there. Because those refers to a a plural, right? Now in the original Greek, that word has three meanings. It means that, these, those. So the translators could choose any one of those three words. They chose those, so then day became days, so Mary arose, and in those days, and, and it, it just kind of, you, you miss the, the, the whole crux of the message. So I want to show you this uh, Luke 1 verse 39 in the KJBV version. How many of you know the KJB version? KJ, what is it? <laughs> the Carl John Poseidon note version. <laughs> and it says this, and it said, Mary arose, she woke up. And in that day, she went into the hill country with haste. Amen? If you wake up and you're in a hurry, you're not going to wait a few days. Amen? So Mary was asleep when the angel came and established one of the most important agreements with her spirit for the transaction to take place. Amen? Are you starting to grasp how our dreams and agreements and covenants in our dreams can manifest in the natural? Amen. Say this. The uh, dreams is the invisible bridge between the invisible and the visible. Okay. So we've got two accounts with dreams. Now, later, Mary returns to her hometown She's pregnant. Joseph, her husband-to-be, sees this, and he's like, whoa, this is a serious matter. In those days, they would stone her. They would take her to the, in front of her father's house, and they would stone her to death. Amen? Because she would be committing adultery. So Joseph sees this, and obviously he says, you know what? He's going to leave her. That's basically what he was going to do. Now, that would have really messed up God's redemptive plan for mankind. Amen? So we see what happens in Matthew 1 verse 20 in the New Living Translation, the NLT. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, Joseph, in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Another critical time God chose. Dream. God chose dreams (laughs) to speak directly to the spirit of Joseph. Then at the birth of Jesus Christ, the Magi, or the three wise men, they came to look for Jesus, to worship Jesus. Amen? They went to King Herod, and they said, King Herod, where is the king of the Jews? They want to worship him. King Herod, who was infected by a, a satanic spirit of pride, wanted to be the only king of the Jews, and influenced by the devil, he issued, he wanted to kill Jesus. He wanted to uh, hunt down and kill Jesus Christ. He later issued a decree that every boy child, the age of two and below, was to be murdered in the town of Bethlehem, which was massive, plus all surrounding towns. Just think about that. It's a very serious matter. Amen? So we see here how God first warns the Magi and then Joseph about this critical issue in dreams. Matthew 2 verse 13 in the NIV, the New International Version. Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, 
they, the Magi, returned to the country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child. Why? To kill him. This was a very real threat. Amen. Herod was wanting to and was going to kill Jesus Christ. Later, as promised, the angel appears again to Joseph for more instructions. We read in Matthew 2 verse 19 in the NIV. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. Okay, family, coming to a close now. But I want you to get this. In this very serious matter relating to the whole of humanity, God used his primary choice of communication and establishing agreements and covenants in dreams. Amen? Now I want to ask you this question. What if Joseph or any of those people chose not to follow God's instructions? What if Joseph said, like many people do today, I want you to get this, you know, God's going to work this out. God's will be done. God will work this out. How many of you know that if he did not follow the instructions, if he did not take action, even though he was saying, God's will be done, God will work this out, how many of you know that Jesus could have been killed? Would that have been God's will? Would that have been working things out for good? Amen. You see, family, there's a very big difference between what the world is preaching, these lying, deceitful messages just trying to keep you emotional, just trying to keep you with a good attitude, than the truth. Amen? Faith is action. Amen? Amen. So, family, how many of you would like to receive the reactivation of the spiritual communication with God in your dreams. Amen. Family, I want you to hear me. It's so important. It's so, so, so important. When we first started ministry three years ago, I never really used to dream. And then God started to give me few dreams. And, I st- and He spoke to me clearly in some dreams. Most of them were symbolic And then later when we started to get involved in um, the deliverance ministry, we started to realize how important dreams were. People were having significant dreams that um, were flags. And God started to speak to myself and my wife significantly in dreams. Significantly. In these dreams, God has showed me so many strategies. He shows me things that are coming, things that are about to happen. He shows certain demonic uh, strongholds, demonic attacks, plans by the enemy. He shows me certain blessings that I need to, I need to pursue, like prophetic things. God will show me. He said, I have this for you in the future. I, I don't just sit and say, oh, well, God will work things out. No. Amen. So the dream realm, is, is, it's critical. My, my, myself and my wife dream practically every night. And God shows things to us, incredible things. Amen? It's critical for your family. So again, how many of you want this? Most of you. Amen. Okay. So family, we're going to pray together in a while. Don't worry, I'm not going to call you up. Most of you are like, yeah, but I'm not coming to the front. (laughs) So don't worry, guys. (laughs) It's good. So what happens? When you get activated now in the dream spiritual realm, what do you do? 
Habakkuk 2 verse 2 in the CET says this. Then the Lord said to me, I will give you my message in the form of a vision or dreams. Write it clearly enough to be read at a glance. Family, you have to document your dreams. Very important. Critically important. You have to document your dreams. I suggest have your phone ready to make a... That's what I do. I like, I dream this and that. And then I go to bed. Amen? <laughs> Literally, if I play one of these messages, you'll laugh. <laughs> so you have to be able to record this because when you wake up, you're not going to remember it because your spirit man has it. Amen? That's why it's very hard to tap from the natural to the spiritual realm. You'll forget it and very often the enemy will remove it from your memory because he doesn't want you to know. You have to document it. Be ready for it. Amen? The more God... Uh, sees that you're attentive to it, the more he'll speak to you. Amen. Now, family, you're going to have freaky weird dreams. Okay? And you have to understand this. Genesis 40 verse 8 in the ESV, they said to him, we have dreams and they're freaky weird and there's no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Many people mess up here. They'll have a specific dream that's symbolic. And they try and analyze it with their natural brain and they'll go and tell people and you miss it completely. Amen? You have to grow in this and depend upon this uh, interpretation from God. All right? Never take it at face value. But we're going to learn in this journey. Amen? So, are you guys ready to receive? Amen. Can everybody who wants to receive just stand to your feet? Now, I've ministered the word of God to you today. And faith has risen in your heart. And it's all of those people that are joining us and live and watching this as a recording, there's no, no time in the faith realm. This is for you as well. So everything we receive by faith, I've ministered the word of God to you today. You have a strong basis of faith. Amen? And so you need to apply that faith and you need to pursue this. You need to act on it. Every night I go to bed, I say, Father, you, I invite you and I ask you to speak to me in dreams and visions and also the understanding thereof. So you have to do this. If you do not... Apply the gift, you'll lose it. Amen? Are you ready to receive? Close your eyes, raise your hands to heaven, and say this with a heart of faith. Say, Father, today I've heard your word, and faith has risen in my heart. Faith to hear you speaking to me, to my spirit, in dreams, I repent for not taking notice of you speaking to me. Please forgive me for my ignorance. And I ask you today, and I invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to me again in dreams and visions. Please open my spiritual eyes, my spiritual ears, and reveal your plans, your purpose and will to me while I sleep. And I will be obedient to your instructions. Holy Spirit, I ask you and invite only you to activate my spiritual gift of spiritual dreams and the interpretation and understanding of these dreams in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise Jesus. Family, just before we go, you can all be seated. I uh, just want to give everybody an opportunity who... Um, may not be in the spiritual 
positioning to receive this gift and even heaven. Many of you have listened to this message and maybe realized and people listening and people watching that there's, there's, there's a lot more to what we perceive Christianity to be. There's a whole, we're not even scratching the surface. Amen? And so Jesus said in John 3 that in order for you to see the kingdom of heaven and in order for you to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to be born again. You have to be born by the Spirit. Amen? And God made that super easy for us to do. He says in Romans 10 that if we declare with our mouth, if we declare that Jesus Christ is our Lord and we believe in our heart that he died and rose from the dead, believe that he is Christ, he's not just a prophet, he's not just a man, he is the Son of God, then we will be saved. Amen? And Scripture also says, Romans 8 verse 16, that the Spirit himself, you can go back to the, uh, is it Romans 8 verse 16, the Spirit himself, sorry, we go back to, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. God wants you to be born again. Amen? You have to be born again. And the Holy Spirit will tell you if you are not. It doesn't matter how much you've gone to church. It doesn't matter how good you are. Are you born again? Spirit, it's a spiritual law. Amen? So I want to ask you this question, very simple question, and the Holy Spirit will minister to you. You have to be honest. You have to put pride aside. You have to humble yourself before God. We all have. And I want to ask you this question, if you had to die tonight, if you knew tonight, 12 o'clock, your ticket's up, you breathe your last breath on this earth, and you die, are you sure? Are you confident and even excited for the fact that you know that you are going to heaven? Because I am. Amen. Death, where is your sting? You have no sting. You have no power over the children of God. For we have the blessed assurance. We have the knowing and the knowledge that we are born again children of God. I don't fear death. I welcome it. Amen. So I want everybody to just bow your heads. Nobody looking around. Nobody is looking around. Nobody can see you now. It's just you and God. Now check your heart. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Maybe your heart's like really beating in your chest because the scripture says, Revelations, behold, I'm knocking on the door. Let me in, says the Spirit of the Lord. I want to save you. I died for you. It's all paid for, but you must be born again. You must be born again. And so, if that's you, I want to give you the opportunity to stand in faith with me for us to pray a prayer, for you to say, yes, Lord, here I am, that's me. I want to be born again. And even many people are born again, but the Holy Spirit is just saying, I want to take you deeper. And we need to just be obedient. And you might say, Pastor Cole, is this important? Yes, it's crucial. Because the Word says that unless you acknowledge me before men, I will not acknowledge you before the Father. And if you can't take a stand for Jesus here when nobody is looking, you'll never take a stand for Jesus. So be bold. If Jesus is calling your name, the count of three, no one's looking around. You just slip your hand up. One, two, three. Hands going up everywhere. Everywhere. Praise Jesus. I put my hands are up. My hands are up. I, so I need Jesus more and more and more. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Our family with a heart of faith. God is ready to meet with you now. He's ready. He's standing by right now. I want you to pray this to Him. Every, please, can, can I ask every person to pray this for the benefit of those who laid their hands? Can every person pray this prayer loudly to make everybody feel welcome? Now, I want you to focus on Jesus. He's here right now. He's knocking on your heart. He's going to do a mighty work in you. Say this. Say, Father, I hear you. I hear you. 
I hear you calling me. Calling me home. Calling me to your bosom. And I respond. Because I need you. I need you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I throw the door of my heart wide open. Come inside. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my everything. Jesus, I declare with my mouth, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord. You died. You rose again. And I will serve you until I see you face to face. Please forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Thank you for this opportunity. Now just let the Holy Spirit touch you. Just receive. Lord, just touch every heart in this place right now. Take out those stony hearts, Jesus. Give them a heart of flesh, a heart for you. Let them experience you, Jesus. Give them a touch from you, God. Let them know that you are real. Let them experience your love. Fill them with you. Fill them with love peace and joy and when they open their eyes let them know that they've been touched by you God for you are real we love you in Jesus mighty name amen amen and amen <sighs> praise Jesus bless your family we love you guys don't miss uh, the upcoming messages we're going to get really deep amen Love you, bless you, until we see you again. Take care.